You're listening to The Lowdown, a podcast inspired by the creative people in the bass making community. I'm Frankie. I'll be sitting down with bass makers to explore what drives them creatively and to find out what challenges they face in the business of bass. Let's find out what it's all about. Let's get The Lowdown. Welcome to The Lowdown. I'm Frankie and I'm Sans Eric today. Eric had some has some issues and that's okay. We're going to go go it alone. I am super stoked. We have uh, Pamela Cole and Lee Maples here from Fanny's House of Music in Nashville, Tennessee. And we, and uh, my goodness, thanks for being on the show. Thank uh, you. Thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah. What oh, a, so, pleasure. A, a, oh, my pleasure. A show about basses. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, how, how, what's not to like and how could this not succeed? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Frankie, you play bass and we'll be okay. Yes, I definitely play bass. <laughs> I've been attempting to play bass since I was like 12 years old, which is a very long time ago, you know, as you can probably guess nice. by the white beard at this point. I but, see um, the white beard. <laughs> well, I have white hair myself. Well, so. it's unavoidable. What can you do? There you go. It's all right. Now, how the two of you meet and decide to, uh, you know, put together a music store and all that kind of cool stuff? We first met in college at, in 1982. <laughs> I remember 1982. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we met the the third day of college. I'd heard that there was another female bass player um, actually on campus, which was unusual at the time. And, um, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. So I, when I finally met her, then it was like, oh, you're the one. And then um, I had I'd already started. I, I kind of was more of a singer than a bass player at the time, and I couldn't do both at the same time, unfortunately. It's, well, well, it's, it's hard. I mean, playing... It's the playing, worst. Well, it, it's such a melodic thing. Like, to me, I liken it to trying to, like, try to play a guitar solo at the same time and sing a totally yep. different melody. Good luck. Good luck yeah, to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but then... I, yeah, I but can, then you see Esperanza, you know. Yeah, you watch Esperanza Spalding, and you're like, okay, quick. Oh. Yeah. You know? Anyway, so well, 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 yeah, and that's it. You know, like, like Getty Lee, I, I was yeah, Getty was the first one, yeah. But but for him, it becomes a matter of like you know they record an album and then they just he just has to you know like as you would say woodshed the heck out of it just just to you know just become try to make it into like a new muscle memory get you know get the vocals so yeah. you know the bass part so down that he can just like forget about it yeah essentially because you have all yeah. just hits in strange places you know. And, mm-hmm. It's just a whole, I, I, I think I would have an easier time playing an instrument that I'm not even any good at. Nothing yes. Like, yeah, yeah because, absolutely. Because I can sing and play a, guitar. Yeah, yeah. I can sing and play a little bit of piano, but, but bass, nah, can't do it. But a, Lee, Lee, you know, she's, she'll sit and, you know, figure out the background vocals and she's, she's more patient. Figure than out I am. what syllable of the word I play <laughs> on what note. I'm on what playing. note. <laughs> Well, it's it, it's a talent, that's for sure. I mean, it, and for, it's probably more hard one for some th- than others. I mean, it's it's always been a struggle for, for me too. And I, you're not the first bass player I've heard that that's a struggle for. Oh yeah, no, we hear it's, we hear a lot of it. So we 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 became friends then, and and um and and stayed friends, you know, forever. And and uh, that's so, that's so like cool. twelve, I guess, twelve years ago. Um, the story goes and, the, and it is a true story that we were in a drive-through and a coffee place and and I and I saw a billboard for another music store here in Nashville and by by this time I wasn't I wasn't I I haven't played in a long time but 
but uh, I was kind of in more of the music business part of things um, and had even dropped out of that for a while. But uh, Lee, Lee still has always played. And and uh, I saw a billboard for another store and I said, you know, whoever opens a store that's comfortable for everybody, including female players, mm. you know, wouldn't that be great? And I think they might do OK. So <laughs> we kind of paused. There was kind of air sucked out of the right. car and we looked at each other and went, oh, no, we're going to do it. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be us. So, well, that's the thing. You kind of go through the stages of like, oh, what a, what a great, exciting idea. Then the universe is like, wow, that's a lot of work. You know, just, uh, <laughs> it is that. all small business, though, as you yes. already know. And yeah. Eric, that <laughs> Eric knows. Uh, uh, oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's 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 juggling cats and um and not a lot of you know not a lot of support sometimes so you just you know that we're in our office right now which is the uh shipping department the accounting department the inventory department uh employee employee kitchen Kitchen. (laughs) oh yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. We're, we're in an old house in nashville so um yeah so this is this was the kitchen and it still is and but it's everything else that has to get done so could, could be all singing and all dancing. That's right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's Repair right. bench is in Repair there. bench. Yeah, it's here too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so that that was one of the things that, that you know. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're going to have a music store anywhere, I, I'm thinking Nashville, Tennessee is probably like the place to do it. I mean, in terms of like, there's, you know. Uh, back in the 80s we'll go back to the 80s again i mean i i you know i, I live up here in maine and you know back then i mean there, there was a half dozen or so music stores within 20 minutes you could go through you could go into a music store and play an alembic you know oh, or or or, yeah. or or a jackson or a specter or a warwick or you know a gibson or you know anything you know but but now you can't it just yeah. really doesn't exist anymore you know which yeah kind of st- it's it's hard you know it it is hard and they've taken you know music out of schools and um but the internet i think you know hopefully you know inspires well i was talking to somebody the other day and they said they they were talking about these kids knowing all the all the old music and i'm like it's it was guitar hero yeah you know it brought back a lot a lot of stuff well, well, I tell you, I mean, uh, a, a, fr- a friend of mine, a uh, similar kind of situation where I, I used, I, I met him, and, and uh, he he had a uh, used to do music wholesale. So, so we were wholesale reps for a number of different things, and mm-hmm. for New England, New York State, and like you know, he and he went through some health issues, and one day he just decided, like you know, geez, I'm just tired of being on the road all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and pretty much he asked me like, hey, if I, if you know, his wife's name is Pam, and so it was like, and then, uh, you know, if I decide to open a music store, which come and manage a store for me I'm like, yeah yeah i would totally do that but boy you know just like you know it's just a, it's such an undertaking you know to, 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 yeah. to get, get started and uh especially like do you have teachers and like do you do lessons and stuff there too and we yeah. do actually yeah um we're we're kind of small for that we only have three lesson rooms right now but i don't know if you've seen any of our social media or anything but we're we're actually gonna build a school that is so cool (laughs) out out back yeah so we're gonna open up our lesson room situation and stuff like that but we formed a nonprofit for that 
I mean, that's really encouraging. I mean, like anytime, I mean, you think of like, especially like young folks have like some, there's so much more stuff that just competes for everybody's attention now that could just be instantly fun that anybody who just wants to like, actually like really sit down and learn how to play an instrument. And I mean, that's yeah. just, you know, it, it's great that that still happens. I mean, it, it, you, can well, you get, know, it, yeah. to, to be that local music store or community local music store was it, was something that just happened because the community really embraced us because we were really the only per, the only music store over here in, in East Nashville at the time and and the the parents and and wanted their kids to take lessons and they just there was just kind of a community that that kind of surrounded us and really took us in and we were so lucky to have that mm -hmm. um, at the beginning and Lee Lee taught yeah um, you know she doesn't have time now. But, uh, but, but she taught and, um, and, and we ran out of room really quickly because of the community. And, right. um, you know, the first time I saw, I always tell the story too. I gotta get new stories. I'm telling the same story. Um, you to me. So. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, the first time I saw a kid, he rode his bike to the store because uh, it's kind of a neighborhood that we're in and, and he had his drumsticks in his back pocket. And I just, I, I cried. I was <laughs> like, this is awesome. What a throwback you know? that is, right? I mean. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was safe enough for him to come here and, and do that. And, and that's what we're all about is providing a safe and comfortable place for people to, to experience music, you know, whether they want to be whatever, you know, or, or just want to have a safe place to, to hang. And so, so our, our next phase of that mission is to is to build a school with um, with a bunch of lesson rooms and um, and a music therapy office and yeah. then the second oh, floor great. will be a, a smaller little place where we can do workshops and and small uh, performances so we're crazy that way we're gonna build a school in the middle of you know uh, no pandemic well I'll tell you what that that is totally the way to do it my friend who still has a music store, the, the lesson department has like continued to thrive it's all about it, it really kind of yeah, like start, yeah. started out being about the gear but just turned it the the uh, community was just so into it that it just had, took on a life of its own ultimately it so. was really the reason that we started yeah. you know a music store was to give to give back in that way where music and and we talked about it music mm -hmm. and sports really helped us and saved us and and um you know it just it just made sense and it's kind of become something larger than that which i'm excited about because you know i'm ready to change the world but i think i think lee is you know a little more subtle with, with those things and i'm doing all the talking so i'm gonna let lee talk now and tell you about the nonprofit. oh please yeah <laughs> that makes me catch my breath and not know what to say oh, when okay. somebody tells me is that funny how that goes like oh it's funny we turned oh no no yeah. she's a perfect she has the perfect bass player personality quiet back behind the you know yeah. holding it down in the pocket that's lee right. mabel kind of listening to everything you know. mm -hmm. right yeah yeah well part of our uh inclusivity and being comfortable for everyone women children boys men you know everybody wants a comfortable yeah. place to be and and uh knowing how music is healing and all the different ways that music is is to 
it's different for everybody, but um, there's a population that we're, we haven't been able to serve. We don't have the space, you know, um, or, and we also couldn't afford it. You know, we, <laughs> we do pay for some scholarships for kids. We don't want anybody to not be able to take lessons because they don't have the money. Um, you know, single parenting is hard. There's a lot of single parents. There's a lot of families that just don't can't afford it. So by forming a nonprofit and moving our lesson program under that umbrella, we can do so much more. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. And there's a senior population that needs to be reached. So that's that's part of all that. So we're in the market for anybody that has a lot of money to mm -hmm. send us all their money. Right. At <laughs> www.fannyschoolofmusic.org. Right. There you go. There's the plug. Yeah. Anybody here in this, if you'd like to support them, please go there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money. All, all Everything is welcome. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean, it's really great, right? I mean, uh, music is kind of like the one language in a way everybody can speak. You know, even someone, you don't have to be a musician to speak it clearly, but, you know, I lost your audio. I can't hear you. Oh, there we go. There you are. There we go. But uh, I, I think too, like, it, it, like you were saying earlier, how it gets cut out of the schools and that sort of thing. And I, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's such a short-sighted thing to do where, you know, there's, there's been so many studies that just show that, you know, especially young people, how, how the brain just develops in, in, in so much more dramatically uh, when people are exposed to music or doing music that, that you know, especially with the focus seemingly on, on, on the sciences, that you know, the, the sciences, you know, that, that sort of, that, that sort of thinking benefits from, you know, it, it's, it's all, it's all part of it where if you skip that thing. There's uh, a disconnect between the, yeah. the, you know, between the science and, oh gosh, this is a whole nother show, but yeah, a disconnect between people and policy and science. So I, I was looking at your website and, and uh, I like the fact that it, it seems like you're primarily focused on like, you know, vintage kind of instruments and amps, but, but also I saw the, like the vintage clothing and I'm thinking, oh, what a great idea. Cause you've got musicians <laughs> around Nashville and where the hell do they get all that cool clothes to wear on stage? Exactly. That, am I on the right kind of, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, gave, what gave you that idea? What a great idea. When, when, uh, when we were first opening, I had uh, a friend who was uh, a vintage, she did vintage clothes and uh, she was a stylist and, and uh, I was telling her about the store and we had kind of this extra space room at the time and, and, um, and we both <laughs> kind of had the same idea at the same moment we were like oh yes that's perfect that's you know yeah. music and fashion really do uh go together and um so we've always had that that space um uh we ha uh, we have a different uh, vendor in there now uh, pink star vintage uh, and they do um uh, different things but the rock t-shirts are kind of fun uh yeah. um we're selling those now on our website actually Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, there's, they have a whole room of, of, of different things and, and some kind of, kind of gift little tchotchkes kind of things too. And um, our, our store is because Nashville has grown so much in the last 10 years. Um, our store has become what, what they call a destination um, for tourists also. So, 
so it gives it gives tourists and and uh, other people that maybe aren't into music a, a a place to to hang and and as you know when you as a musician when you go into a store with your significant other they may not be interested in in uh, <laughs> in, in listening to you play over and over and over so they oh, have something oh, else to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> they have something else to do um, which which we hear a lot we hear a lot of people talk about that so no, that's a, that's a whole other side of it that I I, I immediately went right to the, like, you know, the uh, stage clothes, like, side of everything. Yeah, oh, that what too. a great, great idea, you know, hey, I mean, so we might forget them. I've been off playing, a, you know, playing a guitar for an hour, you know, if they're like, uh -huh. enamored with, you know, <laughs> whatever they're enamored with, that's, that's a great idea. I, in fact, it's such a cool idea. I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody combine that before it just seemed like man this is just a genius thing you know it just seemed like it made so genius much sense. i love that oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it seemed like, seemed like it made so much sense well uh, again it it uh it kind of just just made sense with us being in a house and being different and and uh trying to make things comfortable for for everybody you know yeah. so yeah it's been fun that you know we're we don't we don't carry we carry vintage uh used and some new new things but we don't have a particular line well we have dan electro i guess um and but that's you know and eastwood but those are all throwbacks you know oh, vintage totally stuff. yeah yeah are, so yeah. so we don't have you know the the typical wall of of strats and and Ellie's and Les Paul's in every color that they make. In every color that they make, that <laughs> that really is boring to us. So, <laughs> so we like we just like to be a little more eclectic. We've done really well with affordable vintage. Um, there are two other stores here in town that that do collectible and and really high dollar stuff, and we try to stay away from from most of that. Right. We do always have mm -hmm. some kind of a Fender P base or. A jazz bass because you know that's yeah. what some people want but we really like the weird the weird <laughs> things or the neither one of us played fenders mm -hmm. um uh when, when i played i, I played a, a rick i played rickenbackers and oh sure yeah and lee played um well well ibanez and then and then she went to the PV Cirrus line. Yeah. yeah. We well we we both first started on a Fender Music Master. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We did. We both first. Yeah. yeah. We we lived. You know, she lived. Grew up in Florida. I lived, grew up in Illinois. And and when when we first met, we were like, "What was your first bass?" And she's like, "A Fender, a, a black. black Fender Music Master." And mine was a white Fender Music Master. Wow. So, so yeah, north and south and unity yeah. going the on the whole thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and the but kids course, now they love them. those. Ours were new, you know, in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> now they're vintage, and and kids pay like 800 bucks for them, and they're thumpy, and we don't we we don't get it, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> There's no tone. There's no tone, a, There's no tone at all. No. But we do have a, a little collection in the 13 years that we've that we've been open. We've taken home a few, you know, bass players. Maybe like they, one a year. Maybe one a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that it, seems it, incredibly reasonable. Not bad, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's incredibly reasonable. Bass players don't. I don't think they have. They're not like guitar players in that way to me. It, 
Yeah, it, it, it's know? definitely different. I think, I think, it, it, at least from what I've seen and speaking for myself too, I think a bass player is more likely to spend a bunch of money on getting something custom made that specifically suits what they do. Mm. Whereas, but again, I don't, I don't want to paint with such a, a broad brush or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but guitar players seem to like, uh, well, I, I have to have a Telly and I have to have a Les Paul and I have to have a Strat and I have to, you know, like, like they're they're trying to check off certain boxes, almost like they're filling a toolbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, more more so than just I need this one thing that I can, you know, do get my sound with and you know, it's just kind of kind of a different thing. And that's again, it's not true for everybody, but that's that's funny because I remember remember hearing that uh Leland Sklar's uh interview and he takes you know, he has Cartage take his whole big thing and he uses the same bass every time, almost on every yeah. session. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they, that Frankenstein bass with the with the two really old EMGP bass pickups and the uh, producer yeah. switch that does nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He goes, but I look good, you know. Yeah. It looks like I, you know. But yeah. we didn't we didn't play um, we didn't play Fenders uh, because they were too heavy in the mid seventies, um, yeah. way too heavy, and uh, necks were real fat and and uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. and then. A weird thing happened here in the store. <laughs> oh, there's a good one. Uh, yeah, a guy called and he had found a uh, what do you call it? A fender, a fender percussion, fender percussion, no fender percussion bass. And he he didn't play bass, and he but he was an artist, and so he had painted it and done some artwork on it. Cool. And in, in honor of Lemmy. Uh, yeah, lo- let, let me, me die. Die. <laughs> let me die. Let me. Let me, everybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh <my> <laughs> awesome. That's funny. And and so he goes, you're going to be really mad at me because I, I painted it. And I said, no, I'm not going to be mad at you. And he, he said, well, I'd like to bring it in. He said, a friend of mine, we took the neck off and I think it might be worth something. And I was like, okay. I said, we'll bring it in and, and we'll look at it. And we'll, you know, if it's worth something, we'll see what we can do. So he brings it in we take the neck off and it was a 78. I'm sorry. No. A six, 58. A 58. <laughs> geez, 58. I know. Yeah. A 58 precision base. Wow. And it was very light. <laughs> and Lee and I were like, huh, this feels really good. That maybe this is why people played fenders back in the day. And so I, you know, I'm I, I said, I have to find out if I can get this this artwork off because I said it is worth a lot of money. And um, but I have to find out, you know, whether I can get it off. And I said, so um why don't I, you know, I'll I'll offer you this amount and we'll have the work done. And pay for the work to be done and blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, but how much would you give me today? He bought it for $20 at a yard sale. It was one of those things. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and in Clarksville, in Clarksville, wow. Tennessee, which is where. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Hendrix and all the guys were hanging out. You yeah. Know? So, so I said, well, I'll, I, I'll give you this today. And he goes, well, let me check on my wife. He checks with his wife. So, yeah, okay. So I was like, "Oh man, this is great. We're gonna make you know a good, a good amount of money if I can get the artwork off." So, so the risk was really on me. 
um, oh, for sure. are, are on us. But but I did give them a good a good penny for mm-hmm. it because we believe in being fair. Otherwise, you're kind of stealing. So we checked with our luthier. He goes, oh, man, I can get it off all except for the paint. He had outlined it uh, with pencil. And that pencil was hard to to, to remove. The pencil, the something about the ink, the, the, no, what do you, Something in the pencil chemistry. The pencil, that, yeah. I don't know, but the paint was um, ended up not being the most horrible. Yeah, the paint came base, off, so he was able to get it off. Yeah, but so you can see just a little bit of, mm-hmm. of of marks, and I'm like, yay! And then so we, he goes, the the luthier was like, you know, it's really nice though. It's making all these other guitars in my in my shop really sad. And he said, they're scared. They're going and hiding. They're hiding. And we were like, oh, that's funny. Ha ha. You know, and then we get it to the store. You plug it in. Mm-hmm. And stuff, the pickups sounded so good. That oh. little, little things started falling from the walls. Like that were just stuck there without this particular frequency. Oh, that wow. These pickups these did. Pickups. And oh she goes, and, and Lee looks at me and goes, Mm-mm, "This we're not we're selling, not selling this. this. <laughs> <laughs> I just happened to have a rehearsal that, was it that night or the oh, next yeah. night? Yeah. And for a couple of songs, and I'm not real big into pedals, you know, I don't know neither one of us really uh-huh. ever were, but I said, I really need something that'll growl more than what I have for a couple of songs. All I needed was that bass. <laughs> wow. You know, just it's an amazing bass. We've loaned it to other bass players, you know, to play, and they're like, "Are you sure you don't want to sell this?" You know, it's just she's just really special. It's worn so. in all the right places. You know? It is, yeah. yeah. Somebody really loved it. And yeah. I hate that we don't know whose it was, but but in some ways, the mystery is kind of uh, <laughs> we're taking good cool. care. Now we have a yeah. <laughs> and now we have a yeah, That's yeah. Cool. Well, I mean. Gosh, it's hard to beat a good P bass, right? You know. Just, yeah, it kind of does everything you need it to do. It sure does. I mean, and, mm-hmm. you know, and engineers know what to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and then there's that's that. the main thing. I think that's the main thing too. Yeah. yeah oh it, my gosh, it, it records really well. Oh, of course it does. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's everybody had to go through this the whole pandemic craziness. Uh, did, did did you have to switch? Like, did you switch over to doing things by Zoom, like lessons and that sort of thing? Like, we also like, how, how did you deal with uh, keeping everything afloat during well, that? Well, go ahead, tell about last year for us. <laughs> it started in March. On March third, a tornado came through. Nashville. Oh gosh! Came right yeah. down our street. Yeah. Right down our street. And so that's what closed us down before the pandemic did. Oh wow! Two weeks before. Yeah, it really, it made. A slide enough of a turn at our corner that it didn't take our roof off or make the walls cave in. We did have to have, you know, new roof, new doors, doors and windows, and new siding, everything, you know, because um, everything blew out. It destroyed the, um, the whole area, and we were we were so lucky. Oh, my gosh. The couple of houses across the street are gone. Wow. The steeple on the church turned upside down in one of the houses, you know. The dollar store roof a block over was on houses on our street. It was just horrible, but Lucky um, okay too. Not, not to mention mm-hmm. so Goodness. that for several months was our focus. I mean, we we couldn't have been open anyway. Oh wow! And so 
our instructors were already heading towards Zoom because of that. Uh, so, and they're still they're still on Zoom. Uh, we made a decision to wait till fall when the mm -hmm. school does go back. I um, and and then we'll we did yeah we'll bring them back. We but. didn't have things back in the store from storage until July. Wow. Yeah. That's, that, that's just crazy that you know you were dealing with that while you know yeah we call it the tornado virus <laughs> the tornado virus yep it really there was no separation it was just it was all just, madness it sounds and, like madness. yeah that's yeah and we just you know a day at a time just right. kept reevaluating okay wh what are we going to do today what do we need to get done today and um and, and then when they decided to open, like a few weeks ago, that threw us because we weren't ready for that. I don't think any business was. I, I'm, I'm honestly still getting used to not having to wear yeah. a mask because it's, it's become like putting on a seatbelt in, in a sense. Yes. It's, just, it's just this automatic thing. Well, I'm glad you were able to weather that double mm -hmm. storm and, and you're still here and, and, and uh, healthy and you guys are still, you know, gosh, I mean, that's, that's just a... Uh, Either one of those things would be, you know, bad enough. Yeah, a little post-traumatic stress, but uh, <laughs> but but you know, but coming coming out of it and and gratitude is so grounding, um, and you know, able to help others. You know, we we came back actually pretty fast because um, first of all, we didn't know what to do with ourselves really, but also because we weren't as damaged as. Um, a lot of people around us, we felt like it was important for something to be here and something to be open, kind of like a hub of it's okay, you know, we're, we're going to get back. So they're still building back um, this area. We're getting tourists now and they're, they're like, what, what's, what's going on? And we're like, well, there was a tornado. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, quite a few businesses just got wiped. Yeah, wiped out. And they had to make a decision on whether to come back or not, you know, because they couldn't come back. I mean, if it was a restaurant, they couldn't come back anyway. So, so it's been it's been interesting for sure. Um, and then we decided, well, let's build a school anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of goes right into gratitude, right there. I mean, uh, yeah, right. Here you're coming out the other side of that, and now you're, you're gonna, you know, basically, you know, be a you know, help as many people as you can, and yeah, you know, uh, maybe making your community better. I think that's amazing. You know, basically changing lives. You know, you get right down to it. You know, as much as you probably don't want to give yourselves credit for that, but you know, especially get get somebody who maybe couldn't couldn't have music to that level in their life or something, and we make right. it possible for them. I mean, that's really incredible. You know. Well, thank thanks. Appreciate that. We we certainly. Um, it's been a journey for us too, you know, so mm -hmm. we, we, we get, we get a whole lot out of it when a little girl comes in and does a power chord. Let me tell you. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For the first time or, or when the mom, I make the mom do power chord too. With some good distortion or something. Yeah. You know, you know, come on, oh, yeah. be loud. It's all good. Yeah. That's incredibly cool. Uh, I think that's something I miss about, uh, 
being at the you know the brick and mortar store my, my friends have is just you know because uh, mm-hmm. we, we would have a concert every year you know actually twice a year yeah oh uh, what, yeah you know where we've kind of like a recital essentially you know so everybody's you yeah. know it's open to the public it was just just great to you know especially you know you see kids who started out not you know they couldn't play anything and now they're you know they're, they're playing something and you're like oh man you know they're just into it you know it's just it's it just takes you right back to when you first started doesn't it oh it sure does yeah yeah it just gives you that yeah. feeling of the first time you played in a band or yeah or whatever and you're just it's just you know that's just all the good stuff it is and you see the confidence growing i'm just yeah. as a little person you know mm-hmm. that's what's important yeah oh for sure yeah. you know well, you, you know that, and, and it's just there's something about it. There's especially if you've gone at any point in your life where, like, if, if you stop playing for even like even like a small amount of time, you kind of don't even know, like that expressing the unexpressible, you know, aspect of it that you're just missing. And it, you know, then when you get it back, it, it it's just you know, well, ah, you know. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like an outlet. It's like like having a little valve. You can you know just. Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm really happy to meet you both, and uh, I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. And if I'm ever down in the Nashville area, uh, I will absolutely stop in and uh, look you guys look you both up and yeah. check out and say hi for sure. Please um, do. Th- again, thank you so much. I guess it's a good place as any to wrap it up. I mean, uh, all so, right. So great. Thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome, pleasure. and and just you know, let us. Let us know when you're in town. Thank you so much. We're super excited. Frankie and I are working really hard on putting these things together and giving you lots of interviews just like this one. We just need to get some love out there in order to get this podcast surfaced. And uh, thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. If you'd like to hear more from bass players, builders, techs, uh, just head over to our blog at bestbassgear.com slash ebase. Or if you want to hear more uh, and listen to some of the podcasts like this one, you can just search for Best Bass Gears, The Lowdown. Uh, If you'd like to just please, please just take uh, five seconds. And if you'd like this show, if you want to support us, uh, I just have one simple request. Uh, Please just take five seconds and click on the like or the follow button or leave us a five-star rating. Uh, Just share this video or tag somebody that'd like to hear it. Uh, you know, we just helps us to get the word out. Uh, thank you so much. We're super excited. Frankie and I are working really hard on, on putting these things together and, and giving you uh, lots of, uh, of interviews just like this one. Um, we just need to get some, uh, get some love out there in order to, to get this podcast surfaced and uh, people can find us on the, on the various podcast channels, whatever you guys use. Uh, super excited again. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening.